0: Hey everybody, Double G here for Fight Game Media and we have another free episode here that was just put on the Patreon earlier, actually late last night, so this is a fresh, fresh episode for the free feed. But uh, this announcement is, is really about the future of this feed because we have decided that one of our previous Patreon shows, the five-star Joshi show with Scott Edwards, we're putting that now here weekly. So if you're a Joshi fan or if you've always wanted to get into Joshi, Scott's episode is going to be free for you to listen to. He will still be doing stuff for our Patreon. Uh, He'll be doing updates. And uh, he'll, he'll still have content live streaming on YouTube as well. So you'll get his show. We're determining a date right now. It's probably going to be Friday mornings, uh, but it, that could change. And, and he may do more than one show a week. It's, it's really about, uh, you know, what, what he wants to do with this show. And so he's going to put the audio. We'll put that here on the free feed. The video, the full video of his shows will still go up on the Patreon in our $10 tier. So if you're a video fan and you and you just enjoy watching the the video shows, that will be on Patreon. Uh and he will he's going to he's thinking about doing some bonus shows on the Patreon that are going to be exclusive to the Patreon. Little little mini episodes on just quick analysis on on breaking news. If you are a Patreon member, you would have seen the very first episode of my similar show of kind of analyzing the breaking news. I called it Broken News. Because Jalen Rose, the basketball player, he used to have a podcast called Jalen and Jacoby. And they used to say, it's not breaking news because it already happened. It is broken news. And then they would analyze it. So I stole that one from them. So Broken News. Paul Fontaine joined me and we talked about the CW uh, NXT deal. So I'm doing more of those on the Patreon, and and Scott is going to start doing those on the Patreon too because you, you know, we have a bunch of, we have five weekly shows. And if you are doing a weekly show, you kind of talk about what had happened the previous week and you're kind of previewing things that are about to happen. But sometimes news happens and you're not recording for another several days. So we want to create the opportunity to where we can talk about some stuff that happens and we're not only talking about it after the fact we're kind of doing it a little bit more closer to real time so that's the goal with some of these smaller podcast updates and the the audio uh will be in the five dollar tier uh for these updates and the video will still be in the ten dollar tier okay so what else is scott doing scott is uh going to be like i said live streaming on youtube once a month around that don't you know don't hold us accountable for it it might be more than once a month that might be every other month we're, we're still figuring it out it's going to be based on events more probably based on uh, events and, and when the big event happens when he wants to go and press the flesh and do, and do the live stream so you're still going to get scott on the patreon but we are moving his weekly podcast into this free feed so even patreon subscribers if, if you're not going to miss the show because it'll be available to you as it is available to everyone else okay so the future of this free feed is going to be right now we're we're always evolving we're always changing we're we're doing stuff on patreon we have this free feed we do want to take advantage of it we're going to have scott's show and then one other show of our other uh, of, of the shows on the patreon may not be every week maybe every two weeks we'll we'll sort of figure out the rhythm but you'll always hear a freebie of one of our shows that on the patreon so that you know hey you know i kind of like this i I do want to subscribe it's still the the audio only part of the patreon is still only five bucks a month uh if you want to support folks and in in a sense support scott as well because scott gets paid Based off of the, the Patreon, the the free feed is more so just for his exposure, um, but he he will he will make uh, a few more bucks for for more folks who subscribe to the Patreon. So make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, at just search for at Fight Game Media. This free feed. Thank you for subscribing to this free feed. If you are not subscribed, click that subscribe button. Write us a review on Apple Podcasts uh, or follow us on Spotify. Whatever you're your uh, podcast provider service app is. And, uh, and yeah, I'll have one other announcement that I think I'm going to save. I'm going to save it for, for uh, later tonight. John LaRock and I are doing the fight game podcast, but I will also repeat it because fight game podcast is also on a subscription feed. I will repeat it in a future episode uh, on the free feed, something around what John and I are doing next year for the Patreon concerning movies, and wrestling movies and and we're trying to create some community around that trying to create some discourse around some of these old wrestling movies some of them are really bad and we're going to make fun of them um some of them are pretty good and and we'll have a good good opportunity with those we're going to start with the von eric movie by the way iron claw that will be the first one that we do on the patreon okay you heard enough from me this is the dynamite show this is paul fontaine this is jeff hawkins on wednesday's dynamite they both enjoyed the show They have not been enjoying a lot of the Dynamite shows of late, so this was a nice change of pace for them. And tomorrow, you will hear the debut in the free feed, the debut, the re-debut of the Five Star Joshi Show with Scott Edwards. All right, let's go to Jeff and Paul.
1: Dynamite! Hey, hey, everybody, it's a dynamite show. Paul Fontaine alongside Jeff Hawkins, aka the beauty pair. Um,
2: <laughs> hey, look, people came out with their sexiest man alive, and once again for the 32nd year running, second place, baby. <laughs> oh,
1: I, I didn't even get an honorable mention this year. Patrick so, Dempsey, uh, who's 36. not even
2: working in television, I don't think, anymore. But okay. he, he
1: got it again, like he, yeah. he got it one, he got it before, right? Like 2001, so. yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, when he was McDreamy, yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're here. Dynamite Chill. Thank you all for uh, watching <laughs> us on YouTube and uh, supporting the Patreon. And I understand this is going to be in the free feed as well uh, this week. So if you are listening on the free feed, uh, it's just five bucks a month. to so sign up for the Patreon. You get to uh, hear us every week on uh, Thursday mornings and all kinds oh, of sh- good should
2: stuff. I Should I only give my free effort then as opposed no. to my $5 effort? Okay. Nope.
1: Give, like, a $10 effort to oh. show people what they're getting for their money. Okay. And, uh, and this was the show, man. I, I got to say, uh, I uh, we've been kind of down on this show for a while. And uh, I thought tonight, I mean, there was rumors out there that um, last week that there was a meeting after the show and that they didn't. I think it was reported by Fightful um that you know nobody was happy with the effort and and they're you know they they changed a bunch of stuff that they had planned for this week and uh and then this week you know throughout the week we got a bunch of matches now i want to say um we got what i think we all assumed was going to be the main event but it wasn't it was the opener MJF and Daniel Garcia world title match that you know if if you only watched dynamite last <laughs> week yes you saw Daniel Garcia i'm assuming i don't have my notes in front of me but he was probably in a skit arguing with Matt Menard and wanting to do his dance. And you have not seen him win a match on Dynamite, I don't think, in 2023. He had one win on Rampage, because I was there, I saw it, in um, in Winnipeg um, over Brody King. And that he wasn't even supposed to win that match, but it, it was, there was an injury and he was a replacement. And yeah, so that's the last time he won. And uh, here he's getting a world title match. Now, to be fair, on Raw... They did the same thing. <laughs> they had Sami yes. Zayn get a world title match, and he hasn't had a win over anyone but J.D. McDonough since March. So, you know, you can say what you want about that. But they booked this match. They set it up on Rampage. They had a really good promo package, I thought, that that aired on on Collision and Rampage. or There might have been different ones, but they were similar in tone. And essentially, MJF is now a fighting babyface champion that's taken on all comers, and uh, and we'll get into his promo in a minute. But... Um, and and Garcia, you know, is trying to prove that he's a pro wrestler, even though he spent the whole match trying to dance. Um, uh, <laughs> I
2: and I guess Menard and Parker aren't having issues anymore either because they just kind of not with each other, they're, but they're well, still... they still they, they did on Rampage, as I recall. Yes,
1: yeah, they did because uh, Garcia or uh, Parker is hitting on Ruby, mm-hmm. and I guess Menard's jealous or. Something. I don't know. I don't know. His nipples aren't hard and when he's watching them flirt. So he uh he gets in between them. Um I think Matt Menard's whole reason for existence right now is just to try to break Renee in the interviews. Um that you know, I, I can't really see any other purpose for him, but um it uh yeah, so we had that and we had, you know, a bunch of matches on Rampage and Collision that were, you know, okay, good maybe even, but nobody watched them. Uh, they didn't feel important at all. Um, I heard somebody say there's connective tissue between the shows. I don't really know what that means, but I. It, it, you don't know what that means? Well, no, I know. Like, I know what it means, but okay. I don't really know what it means in the big picture is what I'm saying. Like, I don't. It doesn't matter. Like, even though they yes. think it matters and they're doing the right thing, nobody's watching it. So it doesn't matter.
2: Yes. Then the, what, what will happen is wrestling fans will give them uh, credit for continuity. Yeah. When only three hundred thousand people are watching either show, and it's like, okay, great, but it's not doing its job. It's not bringing in audience, and it doesn't matter if you do the carryover stories in there. What what those two shows need is it need they need different hooks for people to watch again, so that they can build something over there, so that people will then get interested in those two shows. Will get hot because as you sit here talking about that. I'm trying desperately to remember Collision. I don't think I watched Rampage, so uh, it's Collision one of those things.
1: FTR and uh, yes,
2: I I recall that.
1: Yeah, LFI against Big Bill and.
2: But 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 what I'm saying is, you know, when it was Punk's Playground, it yes. felt different. It felt like I, a completely different show rather than just two more hours of stuff.
1: Well, I will say, I mean, you know, you do get you get Miro, you get Ricky Starks, you get FTR people on there. Yeah, yeah. So and yeah, and this is, uh, you know, Dennis has a good point. Rampage is an easy hour of watching. I mean, that's it. It's an easy hour. That's it's that's its plus. It's an easy show to watch. Uh, You forget about it as soon as it's over. If you miss it, you didn't miss anything. But if you decide to watch it, you're going to enjoy it probably. So, you know, and and there were some real good matches on Rampage, I think. There, I think Penta and uh uh, was that the one with the four-way uh luchador match, I think Penta and Vikingo and Commander and I didn't watch or maybe it was a three-way. Yeah, there was that. There was um oh, there's a women's match that was actually really good. Emmy and uh Willow? That was really I thought,
2: good. I thought that was collision, but maybe I didn't. Oh,
1: maybe no, no, you're right. You're right. It was collision. It was because <laughs> I saw the was, Emmy no, match. Sky Sky Blue, Sky Blue had a match on there, and it was actually good. Um, because I made the comment. I actually thought the Sky Blue match on Rampage was better than the Sami Zayn match on Crown Jewel, <laughs> which I would have never thought that in a million years, but that's was my opinion. So um
2: I'll let yeah. you have it. But yeah, I think it, I mean wrong. it was good.
1: I well, watch it and tell me if I'm wrong.
2: Okay, cool. you didn't
1: see it. Um, but no, like, so we had these shows. i did see nobody... the
2: Sami Zayn, Jeannie McDonough
1: match though. And that wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. No, I, it wasn't. It was, you know, it's fine match. And the, and the women's match was a good match. So I, that's, I wasn't a Sam on Sammy. It was, I was more putting over the women. Like it was a good match. Like I was, sh- I was shocked actually. And, who was it? God. Oh, it's Marina Shafir. Sky Blue and Marina Shafir. They had a real good match. So, um, but, uh, yeah, it, so yeah, we got these shows and 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 I thought it was interesting. We'll get into Dynamite in a second, but the big news this week was that NXT signed a deal with the CW and there's conflicting reports about exactly how much they're getting, but I think the consensus is probably somewhere in the range of 25 to 30 million for a show that is doing barely similar ratings to Dynamite right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, probably doubling Collision and Rampage. So the idea that AW is going to get 200 million dollars a year. Um I mean that seems farcical right now. Um I did some oh, math. Did, oh wait, we what? The
2: billion dollar deal's not coming 200 million I don't think for so. 5 I don't years each. So. yeah Um
1: I saw I did a show with Garrett uh on uh yesterday actually and um we called it Broken News and we talked about this and I did some math on the show and I came up with I think like if you're using the NXT money as a base, they're looking at probably somewhere in the range of sixty to seventy million dollars a year for their three shows. And together or each? All together.
2: <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> now that doesn't include streaming, and streaming is pretty valuable. So if, if they can get a separate streaming deal, you know, that might be as much as another 25 million, but um 60 to 70 million is not enough to cover, I don't even think it's enough to cover their payroll. Um no. now of course they they get live gates and they get pay per view and, and all that stuff. So they have other revenue sources, but nowhere near what I think they would have got if they would have signed a deal six months ago. Um so you know, I, I and this is probably as much to do with the overall television landscape as it does with AEW in particular. I I would think. But but I mean AEW in particular, if they were hotter, they would get more money, I'm sure.
2: Yeah, so, and um I tend to think look, I'm I, I I hesitate to actually bring this in, but uh, w- when Fox was asked about renewing SmackDown, uh, the Murdoch kid who did it basically turned and said, "The audience doesn't bring in good advertisers. Yeah, and they don't spend money. I mean, but uh, well, basically they don't bring in good advertisers. But that that might also be that that Fox thought." That because they were going to make this part of a sports package, they were going to get more Tiffany advertisers to bring in so they had higher expectations. So I will grant that. Look, it's, it's one of those things where I think people in our industry bubble love to talk about rights deals and how much money these things are going to make and live sports because they want wrestling to be very, very successful. Because they work in it, but not because of that, but they also care about the business and they think, you know, yeah, you know, wrestling could be a hot product. Wrestling is the one product that is judged on potential more than anything else versus the actual on-screen product. It's amazing, especially when you're talking about the sports landscape, because everybody knows what they're getting when they're getting hockey or basketball or. Uh, you know, well, maybe not hockey so much, but uh, basketball, football, baseball, the big three hockey. The hockey, they've actually done a like TNT has actually tried to do a really good job of turning that into almost the uh, NBA style show in terms of their pregame show and making it enjoyable to watch and things like that. Wrestling's a (laughs) crapshoot because you're either gonna get you know, you could get the attitude era, you could get. The indie area era. Someone's gonna say something stupid. Some angle's gonna happen that's gonna piss people off. You know, it, it, it's 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 it it's a hard. I mean, it's a hard business to, to 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 sell ads for because also TV stations don't like their audience. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it's like it's like one of those things where it's like Fox thought they were gonna get bmw and mercedes-benz to sponsor wrestling when really the audience just wants mountain dew snickers and doritos so (laughs) and you know what there's nothing there's nothing wrong if you know that that's what your product is
1: and and what's the uh what's the stuff they sell at nxt is isn't it like um uh because i don't i don't get it up here but i heard i saw it's like
2: um penis enhancers or something or uh you, you'll get the occasional like local ad or whatever like like raw still has ads for on on Direct TV See Alex bug assault, which oh. is a gun <laughs> where you shoot salt at flies oh no I know food. what it was it was
1: Metamucil was oh, it on on NXt because did they the get Metamucil
2: for NXt because that actually fits so. the demo
1: yes at yes. least I mean I'll yeah. take
2: that sure yeah.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, it was, it, it I thought it was interesting. So, you know, it's I was mean, like, what...
2: every wrestling podcast had, had either hymns or blue chew or whatever. <laughs> I mean, I, in my life on Shake Them Ropes, I've gone through all, th- I, I had Roman, I had four hymns and I had blue chew, all as sponsors. Nothing but dick pills for our audience. So, you
1: know, <laughs> uh, we, I just hear, uh, when, when I listen on our free feed, um, I usually just hear stuff for like, sports pods so i don't know i think it's just tailored to what you're probably google searching yeah. um <laughs> uh and no i know you're talking about ad reads um all right let's get into this show um yeah. as i mentioned uh you know we we kicked off with the uh with the world title match but first we had we had another cold open and we've done this a few weeks in a row and it was tony shivani and he brings in mjf so we started and ended the show with mjf And, uh, you know, I last week did a pretty good number. So I think they realized that, um, you know, keeping MJF all over the show is a good idea because he's one of the only TV draws they have. So he shows up and uh, immediately takes a call from Adam Cole and he says, throw it up on the video screen so he can just cast from his phone. And uh, Cole's on the screen. His beard is even longer than it was last week. It's almost as gray as mine. Oh, yeah. It's Uh, very
2: gray. That's the thing I noticed. I'm just like, oh, man. And
1: I mean, he's looking like you know every bit of like forty five, even though I think he's like thirty four. Yeah. Um, what but, is uh, it with
2: thirty somethings in the gray? I don't I, know. I, it's one of those things where it's like, like when I was a kid, it's like you didn't get gray until you were around fifty. And now I'm like, and I hit my mid forties, and or when I hit my mid forties, I started looking at all the thirty somethings start having a lot of gray in their. I'm like, I know life is tough, but man, I never embrace it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I uh yeah, I'm uh I I don't know like and I've never seen gray in his in his but you know the beards usually get gray before the rest. You saw Foley on NXT, he's got the full gray beard and and his brown hair. It's It's
2: almost Santa season for Foley, so yeah.
1: True. I know I almost got him on the Grandpa Dez show one year, but he had shaved his beard and he said I would have done it otherwise. Uh we were gonna I was gonna get him on and introduce him to Santa. Yeah, I wasn't even I wasn't even gonna like say it was McFoley. I was just gonna call him Santa the whole the whole episode. But anyways, um so MJF is there and uh he asks Cole tells him you better take up Joe's offer because I don't want you to lose those tag team titles at full gear. And uh and then he says, and you know, you're wrestling too much. you 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 know you got Danny Garcia tonight, and then of course that cues Danny Garcia to show up and, and MJF asks him, Are we gonna get the sports entertainer or are we gonna get the <laughs> professional wrestler? And Garcia says, You're getting the wrestler. And then all of a sudden we hear Adam and uh, Roddy rolls in and he says, uh, you know, he, he won't take Joe. He should take me as his partner. I'm a wrestling legend. And, and, uh, and then Adam Cole, like basically hangs up or no, he doesn't hang up yet. MJF just looks at him and walks away. And then Roddy says, see, that's what the devil would do. The devil would just walk away. Like, what? And, and then Adam Cole hangs up and Roddy says, it's time to show the world, remind the world who I am. And that's a wrestling legend and uh and then he you know the scene fades and uh that's the last we saw of roddy maybe <laughs> um yeah no giraffe uh you know it was i i think colin bet a kingdom the kingdom was there i don't remember if i saw them did you uh did the kingdom? you see? yeah were they there
2: yeah, they were backing oh, him with the with okay. the uh, with the wheelchair? the wheelchair. Okay, yeah. yeah.
1: I didn't I didn't even notice them. Yeah, he uh Dennis, he escaped Roddy's house a couple weeks ago. He he left. He he walked out, he got mad at them about something. I think it was like peanut butter sandwiches or something. Yeah, and uh
2: yeah crust on peanut butter sandwiches.
1: Yeah, and that was enough. He uh he had enough of being uh, uh who is the guy? James Caan to uh Roddy's Kathy Bates. Um and he and he just left. There's so, MJF comes out, and I don't know if you noticed, but when he, when his music played, you know, there's normally that huge pop, and he comes out and it's, it sounded kind of muted. Like, was that just me? Maybe it was a sound mix, or was he, did he not seem quite as over as he usually is? Or MJF, was he, seemed, he seemed as
2: over as he. Okay. Was, it yeah. it
1: could have just been me. Cause I, I noticed later in the match, and, you know, when he did his promos and everything, he was, but just when he first came out, like, there's normally that huge pop, and and I didn't kind of hear it. So, but it, I, you know portland i think they got about five thousand people there but it was, it's a big building so um you know it, it might have been hard to kind of get that mix right like right at the beginning but anyways we got mjf and Daniel garcia for the world title there was a little bit of uh, i i heard people like talking about this match and some people thought weren't sure if it was a title match or if it was you know just a uh whatever they call them the contenders matches or whatever but they probably should have just made it a, you know, like what, uh, whatever, whatever they call that What title, title eliminator. Little, they should have just had it be a title eliminator match. Like, you know, I don't, I don't know why it was a title match, but either way, it was a good match. Uh, Garcia kept teasing the dance. Uh, there's, he did it like twice early on in the match and Matt Menard stopped him both times. MJF was just totally playing to the crowd and doing like his just blatant cheating, you know, eye pokes and everything. And the crowd would pop and they're chanting, he's our scumbag. And uh through the thing. And at one point he hits a thrust kick and then he went for the Panama sunrise. And before he hit it, he screamed at him. And uh and then Garcia escaped from that. He went for a pile driver, and then mjf collapsed, but Garcia was selling his arm that mjf had been working over the whole match to set up the um the salt of the earth uh finisher. Uh Garcia hits a one arm pile, dri- pile, uh, pile driver pile pile driver. And uh, puts him in the dragon tamer, uh, but MJF reversed it and got the salt of the earth. And Garcia tapped right away. And they, and I thought the psychology in here was really good because um, they, you know he was working over the arm the whole time, and um, and then he ended up getting the the win with the salt of the earth. So, so it was a solid wrestling match. Fans, you know, they were into it kind of, you know, they they popped for the finish. But I I just thought like during the match they didn't really seem to care because I think there was like zero doubt. Yeah, I mean, there's no nobody thought for one second that that garcia was going to win so that was yeah and
2: i think that was the problem with the match i gotta be honest with you i liked the match um i i but i will point out that they completely undermined the thesis statement of the match when daniel Mm -hmm. garcia goes i'm going to show you uh, i'm a pro wrestler and he goes out there and starts teasing the dance and he actually hit the dance at one point well he did the dance to lead to the to the the defeat which i liked yeah. There there are a couple of things I really liked in this. I liked when he got the when when towards the end, when Garcia got the uh, got a two count and uh and MJF kicked out and he went right into a different and you know, he just he just like, okay, fine, I'm gonna keep going, I'm gonna stay on him, as opposed to doing the as I like to call it, the NXT level four O face. Oh my god, he kicked out of my mood yeah. you know, that thing. Yeah. It's like he was, he was focused on it. I liked that he danced and that cost him the match. Yep. But I... Maybe I was thinking too hard about this in some ways. I When you compare this to the main event with Briscoe and Jay oh. White, and both guys are fighting to get into that full gear main event, mm-hmm. you needed to tease harder, I think, that daniel garcia was not only taking this more seriously but that he could possibly win and get into that full gear thing this is such a big opportunity which, for the entire world
1: i thought it should have been a a title eliminator because then you could yeah. have actually bought into the fact that maybe he's going to win
2: and and then the the pro, uh, other problem was because of the thesis statement you're going to see me as a pro wrestler whatever he needs to break up with 2.0 in this in this match in this aftermath. Because he's never gonna have more eyeballs than right now. Yeah. On this first half hour. And it, it just well, it,
1: okay. I'm... I got a I got a mini rant here about that. Cause you're wrong. Oh. No, you're wrong that he's never gonna have more eyeballs. Okay. He freaking beat Brian Danielson a year and a half ago. And he and way more people are watching Dynamite then. And He had the fans, like arenas, 8,000 people chanting, he's a wrestler. He's a wrestler. The fans cared about Danny Garcia, and they dropped the ball.
2: No, they dropped the ball twice. They dropped the ball here, and they dropped the ball in Buffalo when they needed to do it as well.
1: He should have slapped Chris Jericho and dumped the JAS and went with the BCC back then, And, and ever since then. And then they saved that moment for Sammy. Sammy got to be the one to turn on Jericho. Garcia, when he finally left Jericho, he did in a comedy skit backstage. Like and and yes. so you know the the problem here that I think we went into and I think you did and I did and and again the match was I enjoyed the match. Yeah, we both honest. enjoyed the match. Yeah. It, was ju- it was just one. But of those we things looked were at explained. it as it was a Danny Garcia story. Yeah, actually an MJF story. Yes. Yeah, and that's, I mean, maybe because our, and, oh, and And MJF
2: yeah. has been doing, uh, he had that article in The Ringer with Cameron Hawkins, no relation, yeah. today, where it's like, oh, you know, I, uh, this match is for, you know, to, to show people what Daniel Garcia can do and blah, blah, blah. Okay, does this mean I got worked? Probably, but at the same time, I'm like, well, this is what you're telling me, the story is. You're telling me this is a Daniel Garcia story.
1: Or and, MJF is, is doing a, like, you know, he's completely changing his character, which we'll get into later. which he's
2: also doing as well but yes yeah. um yeah well when i said more eyeballs i didn't mean in totem i meant you know in terms of their current viewership as it is let's put it that way and and, and we've seen that people tune out after the first half hour or so so it's like yeah if you're gonna do something with the kid yeah I mean, shut up
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, have, no. I have a
2: heckler in the chat so
1: oh is that is that our is that your friend Yes. Uh, I, I can never remember the usernames. I finally got Dennis, so I know who that I've, I've, that, I've
2: that That's the person we refer to on yes. uh, Shake Them Rubs as Superfan Tricia.
1: Gotcha, yes. yeah. No, I, I like her. Um, <laughs> I don't, but continue. I, I know. So after the match, to kind of play into what you are talking about, um, MJF offered Garcia a handshake. The fans immediately picked up on it and chanted sportsmanship. One thing I will also say, people thought that they were trying to set the fans up to chant you're a wrestler at garcia Mm -hmm. it never happened nope because these are different fans and they want him they would have been more likely to chant let him dance than they would have been to chant he's a wrestler but i
2: thought there was a dueling chant early but maybe i'm misremembering of the he's Uh, no they were chanting he's
1: our scumbag
2: oh he's our scumbag yeah yeah you're correct because i was listening
1: to that too i was because i it kind of sounded you're a wrestler he's a scumbag you know he's our scumbag um garcia was about to shake the hand and then parker menard stopped him from doing it and then MJF says you got to keep following them and the crowd starts chanting danny danny garcia goes for the handshake again and 2.0 pulled him away and he left with them and he just walked away and then mjf into the camera you know talking about how it's all about the future and that's the future and and i'm the future and whatever he was talking about so it's similar to that interview you were talking about yeah um you know, just and there was a thing that was making the rounds on social media, uh like a so it was explained to me um uh by Anthony. I think he listens to the show. Um they do like a pose and it was all the young stars of AEW and it was in the same kind of thing that they used to do on record magazines. Yeah. I they would that. show the yeah. I I didn't understand it until he explained it to me and it kind of made sense. I mean, it was totally not out of like not in character at all. But, you know, you saw it was interesting the people they chose to put on there, though. You had Nick Wayne, you had uh, Garcia and MJF squaring up, but you had Commander in there. Um,
2: you had Vikingo, you had um, yeah. one of the parts of Private Party, I believe. I think you had actually yeah. in there. Uh, uh,
1: no, no, it, I think it was Darius Martin or Dante.
2: Oh, you're, um, right. you're right, you're yeah. right. Yeah.
1: God, I hope they didn't have brothers A in there.
2: Um, yeah. and No women and, and, in that photo, I don't think.
1: MJF being the one to claim sportsmanship is important because it doesn't even fit his babyface character. See, I think we're think, Oh, Yuta was in there as well. I think we're starting to think about, well, maybe we might be getting a millionaires club. That was the vibe I got from that, but I wasn't sure. Um, We, um, but this, I think might all be playing into either MJF is doing a complete and total character change or he's working us and he's the devil. Like I've finally came to that conclusion at the end of this show, which we'll get to, but. Um, spoiler alert, uh, but I I don't see you know I don't see anything in between you know, and I don't think he's the devil. So I, I mean, why, it might why be. not?
2: See, I could also see them do this where he thinks he's the devil, but he's not the devil.
1: Oh, so there's someone else setting all this up, even Well, he, no that that,
2: that 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 might have been him in the beginning, and then it's like, oh, oh, and someone took over. Else. Yeah. that could
1: be that could be yeah, uh, because I mean. You know my my working theory is still you know live. Um, I don't see any anything that's disproven my working theory. So which we'll is, get to that later. Let's
2: let's repeat it for the listeners. That's Britt Baker. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's what I think. So, um, and but but I mean we yeah because we we saw the devil again tonight, which we'll get to when we get to the end of the show. Keep keep teasing teasing. Stick around to the end. You'll you'll hear us talk about it. So uh, we got an awesome video package for Mark Briscoe and Jay White, and it was basically just a Mark Briscoe promo. They showed footage of, from them meeting in the past. <laughs> Jay White had no facial hair, and and uh, Mark Briscoe even brought that up, and uh, he had just an awful haircut. And he says, "You've grown up now uh, after sucking the teat of the professional wrestling industry, and uh, the big, big Sussex chicken in the big city." And I'm gonna whoop that ass. And I did not do that anything close to justice.
2: No, um, but Mark Briscoe stole the weekend in terms of the shows oh. on AEW. Every time he's on camera, he kills it. Man. On Rampage, he was incredible.
1: Yes. On collision, he was unbelievable. Yeah. Like I missed him so
2: much. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I used to miss his brother too, but yeah. No, yeah, he, well, he was yeah. no, but I mean, but it's like his his delivery even throws off like the one he did with Lexi oh my god killed me yeah because you could just see she's gonna corpse and it's just got me laughing and uh, lexi i can have the vote if you know whatever he said right there it's just just he, he's so perfect for professional wrestling and he's such a joy to watch so That's interesting now,
1: ziggler ali etc and this could that could lead to this so um Millionaire's Club and uh, New Blood for uh, people on on audio, is what we're thinking. I'm thinking maybe, but no, I'm still going with my theory. But this was awesome. Uh, Briscoe mm-hmm. was awesome. Oh yeah, no, this um, was great. This is what pro wrestling so, should be. He looks so much like his dad. To, like now that he's like shaved, he's got the buzz cut and the and the beard buzz cut too. Like he just looks so much like Papa Briscoe. I was so, like,
2: I was trying to think. You've seen Jay White's dad?
1: Um. Oh no 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 <laughs> Papa Briscoe. Yeah no. No. Yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, so we get Darby and Sting against the Outrunners. Oh my God! Uh, Excalibur shouted out Jim Valley, former. uh, He guest on the show one time. You can go back and look at it in the archives. Um, uh, that was awesome because he's he he lives in Portland and. And then they buried Jim Valley. It was great. Yeah, they buried him, and I'm sure Jim will love it when he hears it. Um, and uh, this match, (laughs) I was. I, I was just expecting like you know two moves and the match would be over. We actually got like a little three minute match with the outrunners taking ninety percent of it, <laughs> working over Darby, which was awesome. Sting wanders in, does his moves, and you know they end up he ends up putting the Scorpion Deathlock on Truth Magnum, but like they did the pose like when they thought they had knocked <laughs> they thought they had knocked Darby out. Oh man, those they also guys... they
2: also gave a little connective tissue with um is it I think it was Turbo Floyd giving the Jake symbol when he had yes. him in the position yeah. for the almost yeah. a DDT but said put him up in a suplex. I kind of dug that. Oh too. my god, I uh, those two guys. Look, the, I, both the Boom and the Dynamite are big fans of the Outrunners. You yeah. People are just going to have to live with that. I'm okay? going to try
1: to get them on this show. Uh, I, I talk back and forth with uh, Turbo and DMs, and uh, I'm, I'm going to try. I, I'm just not going to promise it. If it happens, it happens. But this had to be their like their
0: career highlight. I
2: I'm mean, upset they didn't get an entrance. I got to be honest
1: you. Well, you know what? I mean, their entrance is pretty awesome. They have yes, like it is. You've seen it, right? Yeah. You've seen the video? Yeah. Um you got to watch OVW TV to get their full entrance. Um, they're, they're they're incredible. And you know you get flashbacks of Hogan, you know, and uh you know Magnum looks like the uh, the love child of Hogan and Magnum TA. Um <laughs> it's, like, oh, it's it was just beautiful. But uh, yeah, he uh, got sort And the funny thing is is like there's no point to this match at all um, other than they just kept put pointing out that they it was were Stings perfect return to Portland.
2: geeks. They were yes. perfect geeks for the seriousness of Darby and, and sting. And that's what I liked about yeah. this. And I Darby
1: sold for them. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, Oh, and, and, and,
2: and again, I'm going to juxtapose this with something else on this, on this card. The Bollywood boys got Jack squat and they're a fantastic tag team. If you've seen them in defy, especially their defy yep. work. And I, I, I was, I'll rant a little bit about. That. They didn't even advertise it. Like no. I didn't even know that match was happening. They they advertised. A good thing you didn't because if you got yeah. any emotional involvement in that, it was gone in twenty seconds.
1: Yeah, but I mean, you know what? Uh, I don't really have a problem with that because the guns are wrestling for titles on pay per view, and the Bollywood boys are local enhancement talent. So
2: are they overexposing Sting? No, they are milking no. Sting. That is what yes. they're doing. They 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 basically tonight was. Was they were, they were, they, here's the new entrance spiel for sting. Yeah. We're going to make him a legend and we're going to make every single appearance by him a big deal type of a thing. So, yeah.
1: And the crowd loved it. And he went around and slapped hands with everybody. They cut away right before they got to where I knew Jim was sitting. So I I, I, I was hoping to see Jim on camera. But like they literally cut to commercial right as they were coming around the corner. Because Jim posted pictures of where he was. And you could see the, the stage in the background. So he was on the opposite side of the ring from the stage. And that's exactly where Sting got to right before they left. So you don't get to see Jim on TV. I guess maybe if you saw the... Um, If you had the fight TV, you might've got to see him, but um, yeah, it was, it was cool. And uh, no, no, I mean, they talked about the match, you know, at full gear and and the six man that's coming up, but they didn't really, you know, like there's no setup for it, nothing to further that angle or anything, no edge on the show tonight. Uh, No Christian. Um, And uh, next we got Tony Storm with Hikaru Shida and uh, well, Tony Schiavone with Hikaru Shida and Tony Storm. And, Luther and the scream is in black and white. Tony says, Don't adjust your set. And uh, and gal, we're talking about that later. Can you even a- adjust your set anymore? <laughs> like, you know, I a I, good question. I'm, I'm not, yes,
2: brightness to... and okay, other things. Yeah. yes.
1: Uh, Tony Storm called him Mr. Chavone, Sh- I think is what she said, uh, or Chavon. Yes. Chavon, I think it was. Um, I the way I spelt it so I would remember it was C H A V O N N E. Um, they, Tony Schiavone points out that Shakar Sheeta hasn't been pinned or submitted in 2023. She asks Tony Storm, what happened to you? And she says, what happened to me is you. She said, I was trying to become the first three-time champion. That was supposed to happen at Wembley and I couldn't make history. So now I became history and she signs a contract and she tells Shida, you might have the title, but you'll never have the spotlight. It belongs to me. And then Shida signed and she said, what, what will happen is what always happens. I'm going to beat you at full gear. And then Tony's mad at that. She said, there's a saying in show business, chin up, tits out, and watch for the shoe. And then she goes to throw the shoe, and she just slapped it out of her hand. I'm going to be honest with you. I kind of like this. Like, I don't normally like these Tony Storm segments, but I thought this one was pretty good.
2: It was fine. Yeah. Um, I actually, I, I, I'm, That's exactly I, it's what one of those, I wrote. It's, it's one of those weird things where it's kind of like, I, I I really want the black and white world to just be in Tony's head versus every time she's on screen with like she oh. like she has to has to live in reality occasionally. But uh no, I was fine with this. This was good.
1: I uh I my exact words like the last three letters on on this paragraph was this was fine. Yeah. <laughs> so then you just said that. So. Yeah. Uh, I was
2: overselling it when I said there, there's I there's look, that. there's nothing negative to say but uh, no. you know, it's not a hearing positive when she gets the saying, belt it's going to be hell on earth. Saying say. this was fine
1: for a Tony Storm segment is high praise for me. So, right that, that's, yeah uh all right swarth strickland and penta uh okay uh before i get into the match i'll just point out some notes here uh alex uh and Nana were at ringside Scalbert told us that rampage is gonna be live this week i have no idea why i it doesn't matter um there's there a- i noticed here and i guess it was there before but there was advertising on the ring apron um i guess it's a video game fight like a dragon or something yeah yes so that it was i actually liked it like the the coloring the color scheme was really cool it was kind of like silver and it was different and it kind of stood out but they got a lot of advertising i noticed all the DraftKings stuff and everything but you know good for them they're they're, get paid right um this match was the crowd freaking loved this match yeah um and if you like like lucha um, this was a total Lucha Underground match, like that. That's what this was. I mean, this this was a match you would have saw in the uh, whatever the hell they called that thing that they used to wrestle in on Lucha Underground. It's been a while since I watched the Temple. Camera. The Temple, yes, uh, with the uh, De- Dario De- Cueto. Uh, yes, know, uh, I've been yeah. to the Temple. It was nice. Oh, have you? Well, yeah, I want they, didn't they didn't they also tape like a bunch of different game shows there too? Like, I, I yeah, it's Star it's, it's, it's yeah, yes, it's a it's yeah. a
2: sound stage and stuff. Yeah, yes.
1: you can see it like when you know it. Like I, I, when I first watched Lucha Underground, I was like, oh yeah, this is the place they did Rockstar in excess. But, uh, oh my God, this was, this match was like, they just kept doing like the same moves to each other and the crowd, like they do chops, they do dives, they do kicks, they do punches and almost like mirroring each other. And the the crowd was just eating it up. And by the, by the time they went to commercial, like they were at a frenzy, they came back and then they, they kind of started doing like a match. Um, and the fans were chanting, this is awesome uh swerve tossed penta in the turnbuckle and then he crumpled to the ground he hit a thrust kick and the swerve stomp while penta was hanging from the ring that had to hurt crowds chanting holy shit then he brings him back in the ring misses a 450 splash penta does the arm breaker then he hit made in japan uh but he only got a two then swerve hit a dvd tried his looked like he was going to do the arm breaker but then he did like a wrist breaker and he just like stepped on his wrist and that looked like it hurt and then he went to the top and hit swerve stomp and got the win This match. I I mean, sometimes I like these, sometimes I don't. I freaking loved it, like yeah, Penta versus Killshot, absolutely. I I don't know. I'm gonna assume you didn't like it as much as I did, but
2: I did not like it as it. much as you did, but it was fine. Yeah. I I, yeah. I, I yeah, Look, yeah, it was. Look, I always say I like more serious Penta, and this yeah. was more serious Penta. But yeah,
1: it, it, this was. I'm never
2: gonna sport. get Killer Penta back. I realize this. I've I've liked this Joel was actually the fantasy. second best
1: match on the show. This was the second best in my opinion um i thought the main event was a level above this but this was i actually was liked joe
2: cool. and, and and keith lee a little bit better joe and keith like, lee was yeah.
1: real good too um you know i mean really the the world title was, match I mean, like,
2: I got, look i got no negative things to say it was a good match and the right yeah. guy won and you know yeah.
1: and then the post match i thought was even better um one small nitpick that someone pointed out to me on twitter about it and i don't even care uh, i'll mention it but i don't care about it um so, right after the match, Hangman attacks Swerve. Tony Schiavone, like, just putting over that. He's unhinged. He's crazy. I think he used those exact words. Uh, the security guards try to get in the middle. Hangman takes them out with chairs. Then he picks up Swerve, gives him a dead eye off the apron through a table. And then he just gets in his face and he's screaming, you're a dead man, you're a dead man. And the and the referees are pulling him off. Um, the, the nitpick was, why did he wait until after the match? Yes. But... I don't care. I got to see a great match and I got to see a great angle after the match. So I'm happy, but yeah, Uh, I I don't care. wouldn't even have saw the match.
2: Uh, I don't care as much as you do, but yes, it took him two weeks to get angry too. So there's your,
1: well, no, I mean, he should have been there last week Yeah. or, or on rampage or on, or collision. That was the one he should have been on collision. And, and I hated, well, he wasn't booked for the show. Fuck off. Pardon my French, but (laughs) I mean, you know what? Like, Swerve wasn't booked for the show the week that he, you know, last week and he came out and taunted Hangman. Um, the week that he broke into Hangman's house, he actually was booked for the show. And he didn't show up because he went to Hangman's house instead.
2: Here's the um, problem. Here, here, yeah. here's here's my main problem with it. Is that this should have uh, in in terms of the narrative structure of this story, this should have happened last week. Yeah, this week yeah. should have been a Promo. I think we're gonna get the promo next week on the. Or we should have
1: got maybe Tony saying they gotta be kept apart until the pay per view or something like. Yeah,
2: that's fine too. But but it's it's gonna be one of those things where it's like, it's really putting a lot of. Somewhat pressure on Hangman, and 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 also AEW come in next week with a with a promo. Yeah, no, he was he was banned from ringside. Was he? Did they they say that? I think so. Yeah.
1: Oh well, I mean, if
2: they did that, then that's fine. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, that that cut. I'm waiting. I'm that. waiting for
2: a. I'm waiting for a Hangman promo to match the evilness yes. of cutting a promo on a child that wasn't in the crib. We saw someone else cut a promo. We saw someone cut Hangman's
1: promo for him. I think it was Alex Abrantes. He cut. He cut Hangman's promo for him in building up the match between Penta and Sir. Yes. I think it was on Rampage. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. It was funny. Well, Penta
2: was... likes family. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what?
1: And, yeah, you broke into a man's house and you threatened his family, and Penta likes family.
2: <laughs> yes, Penta likes family. That's yeah. Wu Tang right. loves the children, and Penta likes family. Yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, good point about the uh, arm breaker. I, I do, I always think of that when he does that too. Cause I mean, you remember when he did it to the three? Was it Kyrie? Yeah, it was
2: Kairi, um, Kyrie, um uh, Io Io Shirai. and uh, and his then sister Saray, right? I don't think it was Saray. I think it was, I think it was uh, or Oscar. Was Asuka. Was it Oscar? Was it I think so. I don't I think, think so. I thought was I thought one of them had a had a sister and it, yeah, with either her. either Kyrie or Io has a sister. But she broke she sister. broke yes. yeah, he,
1: he broke all three of their arms in a match. Yes. and they fought him anyways. That was Yes. Awesome.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um The Angela right. Fong trio is what I remember them as, yes. Black Lotus or whatever that the name was. Yeah. Uh
1: they did say so they probably mentioned it during the entrance because I always fast forward the entrances. So um, so the, uh, we got a, uh, Alex Marvez scoops, uh, with Jay White and, uh, he still has the bang, bang belt. He said, we took a vacation, but I tuned in to uh collision. He said eight o'clock Saturday night on TNT. So like a good pro wrestler. And he said, I heard MJF, MJF talking about a little app on the computer or something that, at you know, and he, and he made fun of him, and he says, I'll play along and indulge it. The reason you're so high on Google Trends is because you spend all your free time searching for yourself. That was a good line. And he says, no matter what happens and no matter what you do, Jay White's always been better than you and everyone knows it. I'm truly elite and I'll show it tonight against Mark Briscoe and MJF. Watch tonight and you'll see it for yourself.
2: I believe, re- I believe he also made. I believe yeah. I believe he also made made reference to the tofu promo as well. In this, yes, he did. Point. Yeah, he, he, and yeah, know, no. This was actually the first promo where I went. There you go. There's a money J. White promo, addressing all the little jokes and crap like that that MJF say, and just and just basically coming back with scorn and hate. I liked it. All I liked the this shit promo. I've
1: talked about Jay White over the last year and a half. Thank
2: you, Mayu Owantani. That's yeah. I couldn't think of that yeah. either.
1: All right. Uh, yeah, Mayo Tani. I think I saw her a couple times last year. Um yeah, this was uh this was good. And uh I'm I, I'm kinda wanting Jay to win, even though I know he's not going to. Um, which I would have never believed I would say that because I famously canceled my New Japan world subscription when, when he won the world title there. Yes, and as, I, as I,
2: you know, Paul Fontaine
1: re- is I, a hater of Jay White. And I paid for it the second he lost the title, I signed up again. And I've still got it to this day. And uh yeah, and I, I hate Sonata, but well, I don't hate Sonata, I'm just bored to tears by him. But would you rather you know, have I,
2: Sonata or Evil as your champion? Uh God. That's a good Thank question. You. Thank you, Your Honor. Yeah. Let's just move on.
1: Yeah. Uh I I would actually rather have Jay White than either one of them at this point. Yes. Um Renee uh, sat down with Jericho and Omega, or not sat down, but stand-up. And uh, they start talking, and the Bucks immediately interrupt. And this was a lot better than last week, I thought. Um, he's, uh, Matt says, there's no room in our locker, so we have to change in a closet. I'm not even sure why they had to change, because they weren't booked for the show. Um, he made fun of their, their Golden Jets names, and he said, you know, another cool name was The Elite. The guys who started this place, and uh, and then Jericho didn't have your back when Powerhouse Hobbs was beating on you last week. And Jericho said it wasn't just you three, it was the four of us. And they could all conveniently forget about Cody Rhodes. And Matt says, no, it was us that created it, and you just waltzed in and cashed another big check. And Jericho says, remember who you're talking to. Two of the greatest in pro wrestling history, Jericho and Omega can beat you. And Nick says, oh, yeah? He says, well, how about we have a match at, at full gear? And Jericho says, yeah, sure, but let's put a little more steam on it. When we beat you, we get that guaranteed title shot that you guys have. And uh, and then um, Matt says, well, let's up the ante. He says, we'll beat you right in the middle, and the Golden Jets will have to break up, and then we'll start doing the Elite again. Kenny acknowledges, you know what? If you're talking best tag team of all time, that's you. No question. But we can beat you. He says, I've done it before. We can do it. And if you really want to face us, we'll do it. And maybe after we beat you, you'll clean up your act and start acting like real adults instead of bitchy whiny children and then Jericho told him we're gonna take your take your asses to the woodshed and beat your spoiled little asses and By the way, I have my own dressing room, and he smiles and walks away um this was good like i I you know much better than last week. I thought the acting was fine, I don't know, I don't know that last line by Jericho was like completely unnecessary but
2: other than that it's, it's a fine. it's a punk tweak isn't it oh is it probably yeah um i think i don't know i i watched this and i thought jericho's playing this totally wrong jericho's a, little... a jerk in this field. yes yes i mean they're all jerks shouldn't be. well yeah. no well no kenny's also a jerk because kenny's sitting there and he's not stopping it true really true, yeah he's just kind of sitting there taking that and then it's like and then he goes, "I don't want to fight you." When he should have just said, "Hey, Chris, don't. They're my friends." There's a so everybody's it. kind of a jerk in this. Scenario. There's a theory
1: out there that the the four guys that are you know in the devil's outfits or whatever they are, um, are, is the elite.
2: Yeah, I've heard of that. You know, I don't yeah. buy it, but thanks.
1: Yeah, no, I mean it. You know, it it would. You know, there's a lot of things that would make sense if if they were there, and I'm not exactly sure where they're going here, but. Yeah, someone says, uh, Dennis says, are the Bucks going heel? I kind of think maybe they already have. Yes. Um, uh, But it's... uh...
2: But but to me, the standout here was that it's like, man, (laughs) this is Jericho as a baby face doing all this. And I'm just like, uh, okay. (laughs) You know, it's like, lighten up a little bit so that we can actually cheer for you. And and it was... uh, it's interesting. It's just like one of those things where it's like I'm 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 playing all four roles at the same time, kind of while I'm while I'm watching this. And I'm like, if I'm Kenny. I'm stepping in there because I think Chris is going too hard on my friends. Yeah, Chris is just you know I'm the greatest thing ever type of. <laughs> it's like you have not changed from from head of the JAS. You're just no. you're just team with a different person right now. You're the an
1: egomaniac.
2: Yeah. And the bucks are just whiny babies. Exactly. The bucks yeah. the Bucks should be saying, you know, the I think the Bucks should have more pride as opposed to being more passive aggressive. I think it's one of those things where it's like we have the resume, we're good. And instead they're kind of playing the same kind of cocksure young guys they were 10 years ago, type of thing, as opposed to like aged veterans who have like confidence in themselves. So so this this kind of, look, I don't I didn't mind this, and I I will take your Craziest to heart that, yeah. This uh, uh, compared to last week, this is brilliant. Yeah, but the, uh, I, I, I watched this. And I kind of went, okay. Chris is going too hard on being heelish to the point where I think Chris might join the callous Society eventually in that match.
1: Well, I think I think maybe it's going to be the Bucks, but um, yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll find out. It is interesting that they've got they've they booked a street fight for next Wednesday, and then Full Gear, which is three days later, is when this tag match is going to be. So that could play into the Bucks joining the Callus family. Um if if that's what's gonna happen. Because...
2: Could also play into the end of that match too.
1: Yep, yep. And uh I that match, I'm sure Dave, the starting scale is gonna be five stars. Uh, you know
2: Dave's already given it five stars. Yeah, you're yeah. correct on that. Yeah.
1: At least. I mean yes. it, it, minimum five. All right. Next we got Keith Lee and Samoa Joe. Um, so this for the ROH the tv title go on, no Uh, go make your joke make your joke i I don't
2: don't, about renaming the title
1: oh what okay so i wasn't going to say they should rename the title but given what they did at the end maybe they should i'm saying they should have introduced they should introduce a new title and just call it like i don't know what the name of it would be but it's basically the the meat title like the champion of the meat division and they should just bring these guys out and have their big meaty man slapping meat Matches and let the fans have their fun and chant meat and meat forever and meat meat
2: meat and yes because the fans this. have now gotten into the meat chant and their social media has gotten into the meat chant yep and they should just lean into it and do it it would be the most overtitle they and have it should it shouldn't even be a title it should just be a slab of beef that they pick up at a local <laughs> yes. butcher and then they could just go home with it with they they just sling it over their shoulder and walk up the ramp with a half a side of beef on their shoulder every week yeah and then you win you get the you
1: get the stuff it's like the bmf title in in uh in ufc but um because the fans (laughs) like at this point anytime you get two big guys in there and there's you know they've got a few of them now um you know they got you know there's some guys you know lance archer could be in there and wardlow and you know like you know and and freaking those those boulder dudes and uh you know they they got a lot of them uh that guy in the workhorseman um you know jd drake i mean that might convince him to bring over otis um, you know, there's gonna be guys coming in from all all other territories. We will find
2: big fat men all over the place. Yeah, and get them in here or muscular men too.
1: That all said, the crowd at the start of this match decided, okay, we're gonna make this a meat match, and they start chanting meat, meat, meat. And at first. They did what Joe and Lee match. were just we're not doing this.
2: <laughs> we're not doing a meat match. We're doing a yeah. ring of honor two thousand and twelve match instead yeah. or whatever. I, yeah, yeah, no, I said, look, and this this disappointed me, Paul, because I said yeah. anything other than fifteen minutes of these two chopping each other will be a drastic disappointment to me. And yeah. it and instead, we decided that we need Keith to do and we need athleticism out of Joe and yeah. Keith. And, I did not want that. I wanted the meat as well. But they they had a good match,
1: Um, you know, and and they did. They did a few of the things like they would do the the things where they would strike and the fans would be chanting meat, meat, meat. It was more when Joe was on offense that he was just and he'd look at them while they were chanting and like. I think he might have even done those moves if they didn't chant. Like
2: it was Joe. There's almost like, contempt for your audience yes, too. Yeah, when Joe I'm not having
1: this. Yeah. Um, and uh, Lee was selling and at first the selling wasn't great, but it, it got better as they, you know, they started to sell the exhaustion, both of them, because they're hitting these like power moves and then struggling to get up. And I thought it looked, it was real realistic in a way. Um, so the, the end, Joe hit the Manhattan drop and a high boot and a senton, but Lee anticipated and hit a German suplex um and uh then but then he kind of collapsed and then he he oh no he hit a powerbomb after that and then he kind of fell over then he rolls over and and pins joe but joe um got out of it and then he picked up joe to try to hit a death valley driver but joe put on the Kakina clutch and lee fought and fought and fought and he was like it looked like he was trying to get froth at the mouth you know to try to like before he passed out and yeah and he just his eyes went back of his head and he passed out and the ref stopped the match and uh I don't know how long it was. Felt like probably, I don't know, 12 minutes or something. Real good match. Like probably Keith Lee's second best match he's had in AEW. I think the best one was the one where the, him and Swerve won the tag team titles. But uh, this was his best singles match for sure.
2: I would um, disagree.
1: Yeah, I I thought this was great. And someone made the point like, yeah, with the not dyed hair is like g- yeah, good move for oh, him. Oh, great.
2: Keith Lee is terrible.
1: Yeah. I mean, he looks 50. Yeah. You know, at least. And he looked in better shape here, too. Um, looks like he lost like 30, 40 pounds. So good for him. So anything else you want to say about the match before nope. we get to the post match? All right. So post-match Joe asked for a mic. He says, what stands before you is the greatest ROH TV champion of all time. And, uh, they didn't, I don't know if they said it in the match, but uh, they mentioned it last week or on collision or something.
2: They say he in the just, match, he's the longest reigning. Well, he just yeah.
1: broke the record like between last week and this week like this should have been against Jay Lethal you know like Kenny Omega got to face uh, you know um, MJF but whatever he says but I didn't come here to merely be your TV champion I said long ago that hunger is what defines the greats consider me hungry as of tonight I vacate the ring of honor television championship and I'm like I heard him say this and I'm like what and the and the announcers, at the exact same time I did, said, what? And uh, he lays it down in the middle, and he says, the next gold around my shoulder will be the AW world champion, whether you like it or not, Max. And uh, the crowd pops for that, which is funny. Um, uh, Sam points out that he broke the record last Thursday, and he wasn't even on Honor Club. I,
2: He's not I, doing your mere little <laughs> streaming service. No. Pay me. That's why he dropped, uh, that's why he dropped the title. Yeah. Um you gotta kill this title, I think. I think you gotta kill all the Ring of Honor titles to be honest with you, and kill Ring of Honor. Is that, just, is that what world's end is, maybe? I don't well, <laughs> it's not called ROH's end. Um <laughs> Final Battle. <laughs> final battle should be the final battle. But yeah, no, I it's one of those weird things where it's like I I think you have him keep the title while he's chasing the world title. I do because I think now vacating it makes that title worthless. Yeah. Cause that, gonna that's, do a, that's a Dalton Castle title now, you know, or whatever, whatever guy on Ring of Honor's Shane Taylor. You got, Shane Taylor. You're going to yeah.
1: have Shane Taylor and Keith Leaf. You'd know over this title probably.
2: And I think, I, I still think you got to do a little bit of work, not a lot, because Joe, with his mouth, makes himself important. Yeah. But you got to build that he can take that title from Max. He needs
1: to beat, like, I would say I what I would do is I would put him against Jay White uh, maybe like a week or two after full gear and have him beat Jay White.
2: Okay, it, I, it I can been, go with that. Yeah. But, yeah, that's the thing is we know the aura of Joe is always going to be over. And we know that, you know, he will cut a promo and you'll be serious and it's like, oh, there's going to be an ass-kicking match type of a thing. Yeah. But now you got now you in the booking you have to tease that he can win this.
1: Yeah. I mean they I mean they've done a really In good fact, I so. pro-
2: in fact if, in the Jeff Hawkins world <laughs> Joe would be my champ. But nevertheless
1: yeah, I, I'm sure it sounds right. I'm sure we're going to see the oh, final of the TV t- title tournament at uh, Final Battle. As long as it's on Honor Game. Club,
2: I'm fine with that. It's, yeah. If it's on Dynamite, I don't want to. But
1: then they're going to announce a match on the Wednesday before uh, Final Battle, and you know they're going to announce two people fighting for the Ring of Honor t- yes. title, and we're going to be like, who, what, why? <laughs> like, it's like, well. Buy the honor.
2: Cheeseburger Club. versus
1: Yeah. I might buy Honor Club actually. RD um, Evans. I
2: don't just know. Just to
1: get the uh pay-per-view and then you know maybe stick around yes, for a while and watch it.
2: Yes, I know. Before anybody in the chat says, Yes, I know RD Evans is not wrestling anymore, so stop okay. Him. Okay.
1: Uh, all right. Uh we got a promo from Orange Cassidy uh and Hook, although Hook didn't talk, but he said, uh, "Moxie's out of his mind. I didn't take you lightly. When the opportunity knocked, I didn't pick up the pieces of Rain Phoenix. I picked up the title, the pieces of the title that you dropped. But it doesn't feel the same. I need to beat you. I have to beat you to be the champion. And I know that be the champion that I know I am. And at full gear, I will beat you. And uh, it
2: was a good promo. It's really good. I promo. liked it. I like this a lot." Yeah. Yeah, and you say Hook didn't say anything, but he said a lot with his eyes.
1: <laughs> the cold-hearted handsome it, devil, those
2: smoky, smoky eyes of the cold handsome devil. Yes,
1: uh, pretty boy. I didn't uh, see what kind uh, of
2: chips he was eating, though.
1: Uh, yeah, I didn't. Uh, probably Doritos. Uh, I think in ketchup. Lays.
2: He's usually yeah. a Lays guy. Um,
1: yeah, and he like he ketchup. likes
2: the he likes the spicy nacho,
1: Doritos. Not the not the uh, not the um. Ketchup laser, Renee would have been there trying to get at them.
2: No, I, you know, all dressed also with with Canadian yeah. chips, but yes.
1: Uh, next, we got the uh, match you talked about earlier: the guns and the Bollywood boys. And the crowd was chanting for the Bollywood boys. I they can't barely, believe, they can't barely got the name Bollywood boys out before they were three
2: ten to Yuma out. And oh, I was just like, it. I I watched. I went, what? Yeah, because I know Tony has more respect for these guys, or he should.
1: Sam pointed out earlier in the chat. Uh, I'm going to try to put it up here that uh, they better get a ROH match out of that. I agree. Yeah, put th- put them
2: in the TV title tournament together. I
1: well, or you know, let them let MJF squash them and hit them with a kangaroo. No, can.
2: they're. I mean, yeah. Again, <laughs> again, and it's also one of those things where I'm just like, you you can't just can't find two local workers to take a 310 to Yuma. You have to some guys who can actually work to do well, that. That's what
1: they, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what that's they did, crap.
2: But. I'm yeah.
1: sorry. I mean, you know what? Like, they're this is this Hollywood is why boys should
2: have vetoed that. Hell no.
1: <laughs> this is why I don't want, um, this is why I don't want the Grizzled Young Vets in AEW. Um, you know, because I'm afraid that they're going to be doing stuff like this rather than, you know, kicking ass and winning titles. But, uh, I guess we'll see what happens with them.
2: Uh, Grizzled Young Vets are not there to kick ass, but they will be there to cut promos. So it'll be great. If but come
1: in. nobody cuts promos in AW on a regular basis. Except for I know AM. that's yeah. a sad part. Yeah. So, but maybe they'd be awesome on Ring of Honor. Um, you know, yeah. and uh, and if you pay the ten bucks a month, you get to see them a lot. So, yeah, uh, yeah, not not too much to that. It was basically just uh, set up for the promo that they're about to do. And uh, Colton grabbed a mic. He called Max a liar. You're not a generational talent. All you do is tell sob story after sob story. Did LeBron James go to the NBA and say, not yet? No. He walked in the league and ran that league from day one, just like us. We are made for TV. We've been doing this for three years. Former AEW tag champs were about to be Ring of Honor tag team titles because we're generational talents. And then Austin says, Max, you're an embarrassment as a champion. You've defended the title once in three months. That's actually wrong. It was twice because he beat the Dark Order and he beat the Righteous. But whatever. Don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. Only friends you have are left in the crowd. Uh, And he says, I hope you pick one of these fat pieces of shit as your partner. And we can send them on a ride to the 310 to Yuma. At full gear, the ROH tag team titles go back in the hands of a real team. And if you're not down with that, we got two words for you. Guns up. Now I say all that. I could barely hear what they were saying because the crowd hated these guys and it was good heat. Like th- this was like, you know, they want to see these guys get their asses beat and I hope they win these titles. I don't think they will, but I hope they do.
2: All I could think of when they did that, you pick one of these fat pieces of, <laughs> I was expecting uh, Brian's friend, Sean. <laughs> well, not only that, but I, I was thinking, I was thinking the <laughs> spots. Max says, "I didn't pick any old big fat piece of shit. I picked Samoa Joe. <laughs> and Joe just <laughs> beats the crap Not out that Max kind of that fat piece boy. of shit. We didn't want that one. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, that kind of a thing. Yeah. Where it's like one of those uh, one of those backhanded compliments. where I picked the baddest, fattest piece of." On the planet, this so, wasn't oh, quite,
1: <laughs> wasn't quite Dominic Mysterio heat, but it was pretty darn close.
2: Oh no, it was great! And look, if you call the crowd fat, they're gonna boo, even though some yeah. of them are brave fat.
1: Well, you know the story, right? Um A- MJF got uh, asked Brian Alvarez to like hold his belt, so Brian gave it to his friend Sean. And oh. Then- and then, so he had the belt, and then he said, "So on somebody's birthday, and he says I got a. Oh, it's Sean's birthday. He says I got a present for you." And Brian declared Sean one half of the RWH yes. Tag Team yes. Champions. Yes, so I remember this. I was half expecting because they're they're in that area. Was you know him he Sean's going to come up. They're in
2: Portland, be, not not in
1: Seattle. That's close enough. It's like it's like an hour's drive. It's a bit it? of
2: a drive, but you know, is it? Okay. Or
1: no, no, it's more like four hours, but. Yes. Um. All right. But th- yeah, this was good. It was. It was excellent promo. Th- those guys are great. And MJF was watching the promo backstage, and and Joe showed up behind him, and you know, just kind of nodding. You know, hey, I, I am you your partner. And and MJF just looks at him and walks away.
2: Love that. Yeah, yeah that was good. No words had to be said. I like this better than Joe showing up at the end. I really didn't like that kind of lap thing. I
1: was just kind of like, well. Like, that made MJF look like a punk. It did. Yeah. Now this more looked like MJF was deciding, Hey, I don't want to tag with you, but it was almost, it was also, you can read into it. Like I do need your help, but I don't want to defend my title against you. Three hours. Okay. I said four. So that was close. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, you know, it takes four when you're, when you got screaming kids in the back and you have to stop to three times to go to the bathroom on the way. Um, So that's, that's my family. Uh, (laughs) Uh, we got a uh, Blackpool Combat Club promo with Moxley and Wheeler and Mox says I knew it I've been getting calls all week telling me you know I was too hard on Orange Cassidy let him off the hook but this isn't about a belt it's about the laws of nature the business is a jungle and we're the dominant predators what example am I setting for young Wheeler here if I don't beat the ever-loving piss out of you what example are you setting for hook you can just say anything you want And is HR going to step in and save you uh, and he said, The minute we land at LAX, it's gang warfare. Bring whoever you want to bring. Hook, young boy, please take notes if your fingers still work. And then Wheeler says, You might think you're tough, but you crossed the wrong crew. See you in Cali, pretty boy. Freaking love this, especially Wheeler. <laughs> Wheeler was great. <laughs> love yeah, it. Yeah. I like uh, it. Yeah. And you don't always like Mox promos.
2: Um, the HR line, I was kinda like, okay.
1: <laughs> was that was that a shot of Jungle Boy?
2: Mm, I don't know, but it was one of those things where I was like, let's just keep it to fighting, guys. We're gonna yeah. fight in the ring.
1: Yeah. Uh yeah. I, I it was that, a sh-
2: I like Mox promos. I like them better than UDO promos, and I thought both were fine, perfectly good here.
1: Yeah. Yuda had a good line. I, I don't know if someone wrote that for him, if he came up with it for himself, but I popped. Um we got a wardlow video package. This was good too. Yes. Uh, he said, that "My first three years here were living hell. I had a foot on my neck. I felt the worst thing a man could feel, which is wasted potential. I felt worthless, and it's because of one man, MJF. You won't know when, you won't know where, but when you, by the time you find out, it's gonna be too late. The days of the devil running AEW are coming to an end." Beautiful. They showed you know footage while he was talking and all the stuff MJF did to him and all the stuff they did together. It was good. I don't know yeah. what the end game is, but
2: <laughs> well, no, that's that's what I'm getting into. I'm like, boy, this all feels like all feels like we're getting set up here.
1: I mean, I yeah, I, I thought across my mind, maybe he's the devil, you know, like, and I think that's the idea. Like, I think they're you know yeah. they want you to they want you to have a bunch of different ideas about who the devil's going to be, and then I think the, whoever it actually is is going to be a shocker, you know, um, even though it may not be a shocker.
2: There's only one guy the devil can't be. It can't Ooh. be Tony Khan.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> uh, yeah,
2: it was me. Yeah. It was me all alone. Oh, my
1: God. You know, and that would actually make sense in the story. Yeah, because the whole funny. war
2: for 24 type thing. Oh, you yeah. think you're going to leave me? I'm going to show you the true power in AEW. Called him a
1: fucking us. Mark you yeah. know, in, in LA. And oh, Lord. Cost him a $200, $100, a $1 billion dollar TV deal uh-huh. <laughs> by dragging down the television ratings with his stupid bromance.
2: <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Please don't no, let Oh, be God. Tony now Con. that you put that in my head. I know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when i thought of it it scared me yeah uh i mean
1: i've i've seen everything punk vince um you know
2: like, jack perry i've seen i've seen uh I've jack seen, perry
1: would be interesting
2: i've seen um yeah Britt.
1: i mean and then the obvious one is mjf and i mean it could be like yeah i think the idea tonight was to show you that's not yeah cole i mean cole's the you know cole's another kind of obvious one but um. Yeah, it's uh. You know. And yeah, that was the vibe I got. But I. It's, I imagine MJF's probably going to defend the belt against Wardlow at some point. You know, soon.
2: My God, that's Serpentico. <laughs>
1: <But, laughs> oh, <laughs> Under the mask. Under yes. the mask. Yes. All right. Next, we got Anna J and Red Velvet, and uh, this
2: was. Uh, oh no, Anna J and Red Velvet.
1: Or sorry, Julia. Hart. Julia
2: Hart. Hang All blondes look alike to you. I'm trying to. I'm trying to.
1: There was a. There was a video package. You know what? I missed a video package earlier. It was right before the Jericho Omega video. Um, I just want to bring it up because it was freaking awesome. They it was Don Callis, and it was. Like oh yes. Highlights from the video game, and uh, and and they just like they shot like every, the guys in the video game look like Takeshta. like well, and the, they showed up.
2: The irony is there is a game. It's not. It's not the Sega game. It's 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 a Yakuza game. That has all the new Japan guys in it as characters. It has oh, really? Naito okay. and and um, Naito Yano, uh, Okada. I believe Tanahashi is also in it as well. Somebody, I don't play the Yakuza games, but I, I've seen clips of it. So, but this is a Yakuza knockoff, and they're using this in the AEW <laughs> videos for this. So I just, I, I kind of laughed at that, but I thought it was well done. Yeah.
1: It was real good. They they had uh, prom like promos from Callus and Kenny Omega, and, uh, and oh, is Kallus- it okay?
2: Thank thank you, Dave. Yakuza oh. is the same series as Like a Dragon, so, so okay, that, that, so it all fits. Okay, cool.
1: Callus sure said, "We're that. unconstrained by AW rules. We'll do what you can't even fathom. Uh, this isn't a video game. This has consequences. Those consequences will be paid in pain and blood." Kenny says he he's been beaten and broken. Jericho says he's equally desperate to see them gone and uh omega right at the end calls it the like a dragon street fight and that's like it wasn't until the end of this that i figured out that it was like this was like a promo for the video game but it was also promoing the street fight this is good corporate synergy like this was this is the way i like i don't know
2: it It doesn't it doesn't have karen jarrett yelling with a bucket of blood on her i mean you know that's that's gonna be a high it's gonna be a high cross to
1: yeah uh, I don't know how I missed that earlier because I was like I, I was really impressed by that. But anyways, back to this Julia Hart uh, Red Velvet match. Um, the, the crowd wasn't into this, but I thought the work was good. Um, Julia was basically wrestling in lingerie. Um, yes, I guess that's her outfit now. Uh, Tony Schiavone called her weird and spooky, but that she's a great athlete. Excalibur brought up that Velvet's father was a pro boxer, and True. Taz uh, Taz mentioned all the times on AEW Dark we saw her doing body shots. And uh, not the kind of body shots, you know, like that you'd want to see red velvet.: You didn't
2: need to explain <laughs> that, Paul. <laughs> I just
1: came out. Nobody uh, not
2: they was doing jello shots off of <laughs> off of red velvet:
1: I've been better than this oh, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. The match no, I, good.
2: I like red velvet a lot. Yeah, she's I do. I,
1: I, she's she's you know, a level above most of the women here.
2: Yes, I mean, she does good stuff. Her leg lariats, one of my favorite moves, although now she's doing it with the brace, which makes me a little nervous. Yeah. Um, She's one of my, I mean... She was one of the few people I started following on social media because it's just like it's one of those wholesome content type things. Oh, nice. She liked to do a lot of dancing on on there. She she's a very good dancer, as as you can see. But no, I I've always liked her. I just like when they brought her in to replace Brandy in in the Jade feud. Yeah, I really yeah. thought they dropped the ball by not following up on that for a while, and then they she was stuck in the bad days, and she's the best thing about that for the most part. Although I do like Layla Gray and her potential, but it was, but but Jade Cargo wasn't, it? but that whole thing was such a mess of a angle because it's like one week they like each other, one week everybody hates each other, one week they like each other, you know, that kind of a thing. I'm a little nervous about the knee brace as a man who has a knee brace and was using a knee brace for a while. Uh, yeah, you need- She's on the
1: wrong side of 32.
2: She so. needs, um she needs to strap that thing in. Because it was slipping and they were making note of that too. Yeah. Um but yeah, no, she's a welcome presence. I like her a lot. want, you know <laughs> as soon as they go, she's coming back and she's in a match with someone, we're pushing a lot harder. I went, oh, okay. Never mind. She's losing this one, so we'll have to wait for a bit. Yeah. But yeah, I like her.
1: They announced uh, during this match that on Rampage we're gonna see FTR against Commander and Vikingo. And on Collision, uh Roosh and Jalisco against the workhorseman and uh I wrote strong Darby and edge, but I'm pretty sure it's Sting Darby and edge against Lance Archer and the righteous. So this, those two shows sound like can't miss. Um, they, uh, they pointed out here that it's Julia's 20. You're not here
2: for Jake Roberts and the righteous being together.
1: No. Uh, after I saw, um, I saw Vincent get his, um, head put into Dutch's ass and that killed the righteous for me. So, (laughs) um, it was Julia's twenty second birthday, and Taz said that the House of Black bought her a black cake with spider webs on it or something. Um, they they were talking about Red Velvet's cardio maybe being off because she's been off for so long. Uh, Velvet was selling her injured knee. Julia was stomping on her, and then she went to the top, hit the moon salt, and got the win. Um, it was I, I thought it was a perfectly good match. I mean it was cromulent. It, other than the two squash matches, this was you know the quote unquote worst match on the show. But it, I mean, it was it was fine. Like this I, I this had no not, no problems. Of, this about was
2: it. not offensive in any way. I, I it thought over delivered. I, I agree.
1: Yeah. Uh Julia attacked Velvet after the match and she put on her heartless move and Sky Blue makes made the save. Although, well, she didn't even God. make a save. Oh, she, she just sh- walked out there. She
2: walked. <laughs> yeah. Get into this because this yeah, is gonna so lead she, into my rant. Eventually. She
1: walks out there. Um, she doesn't get physical at all, but Julia lets uh, Red Velvet go. They stood at each other. Um, she just stood there and Julia was kind of like looking at her and looking at her, mm-hmm. and she's like trying. I think she was looking to see if she had missed. And, uh, and then she determined that she didn't. And then they started making mean faces at each other. And at one point, the camera was on Julia and she was cracking a smile because, you know, they're playing the staring game. And then uh, out comes Willow and Statlander. So now it's four on one for baby faces over the heel. And Statlander got in between Sky and uh, Julia. And then Willow went to check on Red Velvet and Julia bailed. And as she bailed, her music played, which it's funny because usually in like, wwe when something like this happens the baby faces music like they would have played willow's music or stats or something but they played the uh Julia's, which i like because she won the match
2: yeah but they also you, you, i think you missed a beat here because they also did okay. that when, when chris <laughs> well they when we were have, they, we have, i we was have almost thinking shy ex- was gonna churn again well, that's what they were almost hinting because Sky yeah. gets in front of Chris and starts to turn yeah. towards her. And I'm like, okay, here it comes. Those two missed Chris. And then Willow's left going, What the hell's going on? type of a thing. Yeah. But um, didn't
1: happen.
2: Yeah, and it was <laughs> unfortunately you have Chris Statlander and Sky Blue, um, who are not expressing any emotion whatsoever. No, and so you're just is... kind of left going, okay, what? Are, what? They're just kind of looking at each other. And it's not really tension that's building. It's like all three look bored right now. And you're just like, I think oh. they have
1: no idea what they're supposed to be
2: doing. They think they have an idea and they kind of want to set something up, but they're not certain about it, I think. And, yeah, they don't know what to do here. And what's going to happen is, yeah, Sky Blue is eventually going to join the House of Black again, probably which they're, they probably just, gonna, they're, gonna, they're just gonna cut out yes they're gonna cut that out they're gonna say the hell with this yeah. like, or or it's gonna be one of these swerve things where it's like well we were hinting willow and sky blue but it's actually chris statlander Statland- yeah Joy. she's in, in the house of black like, yeah. Yeah, I got this. And I just, at that point i would take my remote and i'd throw it at my television <laughs> and i would never watch tv again probably because that's just the dumbest idea i've ever heard but yes
1: okay now as as Perplexing as that was, oh, no. we went to oh, the regrettable, uh, these are Excalibur's words, yes. RJ City. Yes. And as soon as I see RJ City, I'm thinking, okay, we already saw Tony. So it was this Danhausen? Because those are the two guys he's associated with, right? Like our two acts he's associated with. We, If we've seen RJ City in the last six months, it's either Tony Storm or Danhausen. Correct. He's got a type. <laughs> right when you associate someone with rj city you're telling the it's audience time something. for the
2: wackiness yes yes
1: and out comes a blonde woman who i've never seen before um and i don't know who she is but they tell me right away to their credit this is mariah may oh i've heard a lot about mariah may i've heard as great have things i about mariah may yeah i've never seen mariah may i've oh. literally never seen her i've never I did seen not know that. that okay i've never seen a promo i've never seen a photo I have one I, up
2: on you then that's
1: although awesome. okay, I, I will say like, I, this is exactly what I pictured in my head because I basically was told she's Tiffany Stratton, um you know, and, and that's, you know, and, and, and I mean, but she was there before Tiffany. So if one of them is copying the other one, which I don't think is the case, but it would actually be not what people probably think, but anyways, she's excited to be here. And RJ city says, what are your intentions? She says, I've wrestled all over the world. I just came from stardom. I'm excited to be a part of the women's division. And, uh, and then she says, and I'm, I'm a big fan of your work because you know Tony Storm. And then she all of a sudden switches, and now she's a Tony Storm stalker. And yes. she's doing the exact same thing that you brought up on Twitter, uh, Mickey James and Trish Stratus. I will go even further back, Tori, Tori and Trish at um, Sable. So, um, you know, and Tori came from Japan as well. That's why I, I thought of Tori and I'd never seen Tori before, you know, and I'd had seen Mickey James. So, you know, because she had been in TNA. Um, and, uh, and then uh, RJ uh, said, Oh, Tony just left. And he said, but I can introduce you if you want. And she's all happy that she's going to get introduced to Tony Storm. And I was just, baffled because I mean I've heard great things about this Mariah May. I've heard she could be the one that turns this women's division around and she could be the one they build around and here they introduce her in a comedy segment and position her as a comedy stalker.
2: Paul May, I have the floor. Yes, you may. Because I have people in my mentions <laughs> telling me that this was an awesome segment. That this was great because that we 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 got Mariah involved in in an angle where, you know, Tony's over with this character. I saw that, oh, look, she came out and clearly stated her intentions. That's a good thing. Look, let's all stop having low expectations for a while. Let's back up here, kids, because you can do anything in professional wrestling in terms of introducing people, in terms of building a star, in terms of making somebody a big deal. Now, I've also had people in my mentions in the past, Paul Fontaine. Tell me that, you know, there's no such thing as casuals that we book for, that that AEW is a federation booked for professional wrestling fans. And as professional wrestling fans, a lot of us listen to podcasts, and a lot of us have been listening to uh, various news sources, including one Uncle Dave, who tell us that this Mariah May is a star. She's in stardom. She's a star. She's a big deal. That's a big get. She's gonna be huge. Priming the pump there. Now I went out and watched a little bit of Mariah May. I like her. I like Stardom. She was when she was doing in Stardom. She was doing some funny stuff. I get it. She was doing comedy stuff. Okay. Where is the imagination in this? Because as the old uh deodorant commercial used to say, Paul, you only get. One chance, or you only. What is it? You, you don't get a second chance to make. You it don't get a second impression. chance to make a right guard. Yes, right guard. Yeah. Thank you, us olds. um I, I get this, a kickback from them. This is this is your introduction to us, all us insider wrestling fans. Who they book for of Mariah May?
1: We don't get footage.
2: Are you kidding me with this? When you see this, did, did, does that say star, or does that say comedy midcard geek? Let's see if she does a few ha-has in the sketches, and then, and then you know what? I'm going to have the people in the mentions go. Is well, once she's in there, and people see how she works, then she'll get over. It's like, no, you prime the pump, you 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 condition us that we should care about new people in your company because they're a big deal and you're going to want to draw to watch them. It's a television product, as I say over and over again. Give me vignettes. Give me awesome music videos. Give me promo packages. Give me something. Give me just Mariah May is coming. Like, like some half-assed yeah. emelina yeah. WWE. Say, give me something to want to see or, more of this. Or you could
1: have had red velvet like talking about you know her return or whatever and then say, you know, like she's wrestling, we don't know who, and then you introduce Mariah May, Mariah May. And yeah, and well, then they have a match.
2: Well, okay, I don't I don't but I don't need a squash match, I don't need a 50-50. That's, somebody, what do you want to see her squash match? I go eventually. But before she's there, I want like three weeks of stuff, and then you build her and then you announce she's debuting tonight on Dynamite in a match okay great i want to do the basic building blocks that this that this industry do, does for i mean if they had introduced what wwe do, done with jade if wwe is like, had introduced kurt hennig as just some dude yeah. who was a fan of another dude well and to be, be fair the guy that he was what, the what?
1: two exact the two examples that we use tory and uh mickey james i mean eventually eventually they became stars so i mean it it, you know it it took a
2: long time that angle did did not turn it took rebranding on both of them well the trish mickey angle
1: actually was all right you know like i mean they they got to a wrestlemania match and no the matches
2: were good the angles were fine they built it correct but yes as as jason puts in here do what wwe did with pillman jr yeah. Except for maybe the end of this week's.
1: Or even, week. you know what, you could have even had like showing you, know, they do those Tony Vignettes and then you see her. You know, like if they want to do this stalker thing. Like, they show her and, and maybe she's at...
2: Easter rings eggs. Time. Easter yeah. eggs where yeah. she's in the background or something like yeah. that. Sure. I can go with... Yes, you have an entire world of entertainment yeah. and stuff for which to build these people. That is the magic. That is what I love about pro- professional yeah. wrestling, how is it has evolved. As opposed to, well, I watch wrestling for for the matches. i was like, well, that's great. That's not what this business is anymore, kid. Let, let's. I,
1: I assume there's a reason why they needed to do this right now. She's probably going to get involved at full gear. Yes, um, she's yeah. no,
2: she's going to win the title for Tony Storm. That is the angle that's yeah, going to happen. Probably. She's going cost, and, and or she's cost gonna be, her, and she's going to be well, yeah, maybe, but she's going to be Tony Storm's red shirt in one way or another. And
1: then eventually leading to, you know, probably next year at at Wembley, you know, the two of them against each other would be the long term thing. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But Um, still, it's it's like, okay, you could have you could have done. I mean, I guess you could have done all that and then had her turn and, and help Tony or cost Tony or whatever with all those vignettes or something. But it's just one of those things where I'm just like, if this is the plan. Then just have her just have her debut on full gear and interfere.
1: Can I can I can I say something now, though?
2: Yes, please. It's, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. No, do that no, no,
1: time. no. It's fine. It's fine. Everything you said is right. Um, so I'm not going to just cut you off and say, Jeff, you're wrong. Um, but what I will say is that none of this matters. Um, I agree. Unless unless they like it all depends on what they do next. And uh, so if but but. They dug themselves a hole that they've <laughs> got to get out of now.
2: Let's see how it plays out. Well, oh, no, I mean that's true, Even if they no,
1: but it, I mean, even if they had debuted her perfectly, it, we'd still I say agree.
2: That. Yeah, yeah like, no, no. It's I just you want to give yourself the sentiment. The,
1: you want to give her the best chance she has th- of getting over. Okay, he-
2: here, here's the problem here, and this is, and l- let me just put it down to a Cliff Notes logline version. Okay, you thought you were getting a leading leading person here, and you're getting a supporting cast member.
1: You're and getting that, and another body.
2: You're getting another body, and yeah. and that's just it. And and oh, she'll give us a few laughs here and there. That'll be great. Is that? I mean, I I literally like I don't really know much about
1: her other than I've been told she's a pretty good worker for experience level, and yes. she comes off as a star.
2: Yes. But does she does comedy? Like that's what she does? Uh, I, I wouldn't say that. I mean, I mentioned oh. like certain promos and stuff like that. Okay, okay. But I mean, like, in the matches. Yeah. No, she comes off as a star.
1: Okay. Her the tiffany
2: game. stratton comparison was apt
1: okay and tiffany i mean you know like she's not all comedy i mean she started no. that way but and she's she, no, she's, she's
2: a, a flaky character who's serious on screen that i that, think that's
1: a different. i think she's really good in the ring yeah i don't i don't know if you know i don't
2: know if that's i haven't I seen enough of mariah may out. to tell you if she's yeah. that good in the ring or not but i mean but, seen, also, but also but also tiffany tiffany's a gymnast more than a wrestler. Let's put it the, that way. The other
1: person that we hear a lot about is Julia. And there's some rumors about her going on right now. Like her contracts up soon and you know, she's going to want to go to AW or WWE probably. I have seen her uh, in, in a few matches and I, you know, the matches I've seen, I thought she was good um i've heard she's great so maybe i'm just not watching the right matches which i've seen julia
2: possible. julia's thing is she's going to need workers who will want to take who will want to work stiff
1: yeah that that'll you know and the matches i saw weren't that stiff so they're probably not the best matches and if be she works with con.
2: horsewomen she'll be fine <laughs> yeah.
1: there you go all right we get to our main event and it was Jay lethal and mark briscoe And Tony Schiavone told us, we're going to stay with this match as long as we need to. So I double-checked to make sure my PVR was taping, and it was. It's now set for 15 minutes, so I'm never going to miss an overrun again, at least until they go past 15 minutes. Um, (laughs) Tony Codd told Excalibur that next week it's going to be Mox and Yuta against uh, Orange Cassie and Hook. So that is uh, also going to be in LA uh, or in Ontario, uh, same as that uh, street fight that they're doing. Um, So a couple of big matches for next week. Uh Tony Shavani brought up all the people wanting a shot at MJF. Crowd was super into Mark Briscoe, um, just going nuts. Jay was just doing his standard move. Um, there was a spot right before the break that I absolutely loved. Um Jay Jay tossed Mark Briscoe outside and then he teased a dive and then like his knee gives out. So the ref is checking on him, and while the ref's checking on him, uh Jay Juice and the Guns just started doing a three-on-one on on, on Mark Briscoe outside the ring. So that was awesome. And that basically took you through the commercial break. So they come back in, and the crowd's super hot when they came back in. They're trading shops. And uh, at one point, uh, Briscoe just knocked him down, and Jay is like selling it like he's dead. I keep saying Jay, and like I'm talking about Briscoe, so I should probably say it's Jay White, obviously. Um, And uh, so the crowd was super into it. At one point, Juice is calling for the Kiwi Crusher. And I'm like... I don't even remember, <laughs> know if, like, I assumed that was one of his moves because he's from New Zealand, but I don't remember ever seeing it in uh, in this company. But just,
2: just yelling out moves, I love.
1: No, it. but but he hit it, and I got a two, and and then the crowd started chanting USA because I guess they figured out that he's from New Zealand because of a kiwi crusher, um, and the fans are chanting "Let's go, Briscoe!" Uh, uh, Jay White took out his knee with a chop block, and he went for the blade runner, but Briscoe countered with an exploder, took Jay down with a lariat. Called for the Jay Driller, and Jay White reversed it with a backdrop, hit a, a sleeper suplex, a brain buster. Mark fights back with Redneck Kung Fu. Then Jay hit another sleeper suplex, a Hammerlock DDT, and the Blade Runner, and he got the win. And this match was incredible. It was a pay-per-view quality match. Would have been you know, one of the better matches on most pay-per-views that I've seen Um I, I it did the intended it
2: did the intended goal of making me think Mark Briscoe might find his way into the full gear main event.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean I mean he didn't, but you actually believed
2: He did, it. but you you could you could suspend belief for a few moments. Right, like there were match. points in this match
1: where the crowd bought that Mark Briscoe was going to win, whereas like in the opener there's not one second in that match that you thought daniel garcia was going to win they
2: could have gone a bit yeah they could gone a bit harder into it actually if they yeah. wanted to like have he could have he, he did the him.
1: froggy bow one time he could have probably got another one off of that uh you know maybe had the i mean i don't like it but they could have had you know maybe get a pin and then have one of the guns pull him off or something i don't like have, that have no. the
2: guns accidentally hit and J, J in, instead and and oh yeah. now he rolls him up here comes the pin type of thing or he screws like that. It up for yeah. him yeah they could have but, done that, but uh, no, I look, and Mark Briscoe is such a welcome presence on on TV for me that, that oh. I, I, I adored this match.
1: I, I and I'm seeing this, I want to see Mark Briscoe, you know, win a title at some point in this company. You know, like I mean, and I know like they were positioning him at one point to win a ring of honor title, but you know, I could easily see him with the TNT title or the international title. Yeah. Um at some point. Um, so he gets the win and uh immediately MJF's music starts playing. Excuse me, Mark Risco disappears, and uh, the uh, Bullet Club Gold is like they're they're prepping, they're waiting. They're staring at the screen like idiot heels, and uh, MJF comes from behind. And the way they shot it, you knew what was going to happen, and that no problem with that. Like you know, the calling seeing something before it happens is is actually a good thing. And uh, he lays out uh, Juice and the guns with his ring, and uh, and then there he goes face to face with White. And uh, he went after him and Jay White just took off with the belt and uh, Max grabs a mic. And he says, look at me, Jay White. I hope you've had fun playing dress up as a top guy. Well, playtime's almost over. You're going to have to get in the ring with a generational talent, the real champion. I should point out, he's wearing like a shirt, like in the old style of, you know, those Mike Tyson shirts. And it's like, it says Maxwell Jacob Friedman uh, generational talent. And uh, he says, when I won that title, I made a promise to go down as the greatest champion of all time, or I'm going to die trying. That's what you're dealing with. You're going to have to kill me to beat me. I'm not just fighting for me. I'm fighting for everyone on this journey with me from day one. For Adam Cole. For you at home. For everyone in the arena. I'm not just a scumbag. I'm their scumbag. And he says, and I've got one question. When I'm the only one standing between you and immortality, will you be the first man to pull that goddamn trigger? And, uh. I'm like, uh, man, he laid it on a little thick here. <laughs> um, was that just me? Or like, again, he's, he's turning a corner or he's setting us up. I'm not sure which.
2: I don't care because I really liked this. Um, OK, so <laughs> you're, just, the, you're
1: just playing along that he's a fighting babyface now?
2: Yeah, well, this is, I mean, the, the one bad part about all this is that MJF should have the belt. Stealing the belt is a stupid thing it always is the the champion should always have the belt with him i'm sorry uh, it's just one of those narrative crutches it's like all right you're not the champ you're just holding a, a prop stop it give him the belt back and let him have his championship hat but this is the closest mjf is ever going to get to being dusty Rhodes. this segment because this was pure jumping in and having yes. all the horsemen run into his elbow Type of a type of a clearinghouse thing. In fact, I actually want him to be. The only thing this was missing is MJF should have walked up behind Juice and kicked him in the balls, and then <laughs> the other two should have gotten punched in the face when they turned around and realized what was going on, because you could then bring in. Yeah, I'm still a scumbag type or of Or done. Thing. You
1: know what he could have done is done the double thing with the guns on either yes. side and then juice turns around and he gets laid out with the yes with mjf but, stone but left-handed god i
2: loved this promo and i think it okay. uh, dude uh, trust me i am on board with the, that this could all just be one big swerve and yeah. he's the heel and i'm fine with that or he here could for the be, ride.
1: like he could just be this massive dusty Rhodes baby face and you know and they could do it either way and yeah and no. i think it could work
2: but i really liked this a lot i thought this was a nice ending too i liked uh yeah and but
1: me, the show wasn't over Yeah, because the lights go out and I'm like, how's of black? No, can't be. uh, Yeah, no. And uh, they they go backstage and the people in black are attacking the acclaimed. And I counted there's four of them. And uh, earlier in the evening, Roderick Strong says later on tonight, you're going to see who I really am. So, you know, I think the idea is it's it's strong. It's uh, the kingdom. But who's the fourth? Might be Adam Cole. Well,
2: that's that's the mystery thing. Yeah. Although I and... only counted three people beating people up. Did so. you? Well, I, I thought this. I, I thought this I was saw... the kingdom.
1: Someone will. Someone will correct me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, please if, correct me that... if
2: I'm wrong. But I thought there were only three people yeah. getting beaten back there. But uh, uh, if
1: it was four, then yeah, maybe the fourth is. Adam I couldn't
2: Cole. draw my eyes away from the. Oh, and I didn't mention you they were
1: attacking. Oh, yeah, I did yeah. say they were attacking the acclaimed.
2: You said they uh, were attacking they... the acclaimed, <laughs> but there was but while they're attacking the acclaimed, Checkoff's cubicle over here by the door. Which I swear that was Mookie. I don't know if it oh. was or not, but I think that was Mookie in the office there, in that in that Just shoddy little desk thing, watching from behind. But okay, if there were four, there were four. That's good. It's but better. One for of the them st-
1: might not have been that physical. Like it's you know, better
2: if the, it's better for the story if there were four. So I'm here yeah. for that. Yeah. Um,
1: uh, so yes. they throw they throw Anthony Bowens through a glass window. I think it was Bowens. Um, it no, no, they threw, sense ca- it they, threw ca-
2: they threw they okay, threw the Okay,
1: so that makes more sense. And, uh, I think. and the feed yeah. went out and then the devil is on the screen and keep in mind, MJF's in the ring. So they're trying to tell you, well, it's not MJF, but it could be MJF. Uh, uh Matt says it's the art, it's guy the art office, guy in the though, office, the guy
2: that dates yeah. Hater. Yeah. Okay. So
1: they, I mean, it could be MJF, you know, because it was on the video. I mean, you know, he could have recorded the video, you know, um, but it also could be Brit. It could be Adam Cole. It could be someone else entirely. You know, it could be Tony Khan.
2: <laughs> it could, but here, here's, here's the issue here is, is that Max or MJF comes in there because I don't want to confuse with Max Castor. Yeah, this felt so contrived.
1: Yeah, this, so this he, felt he like
2: he's it. trying to. Yeah, he he's goes trying to, the to back.
1: Yeah. He, he runs back to check on the acclaimed. He's in literal tears, and I wrote here. No, I he's I not him. Well, it looked like he was trying to get tears.
2: He was trying, he was like, yeah. No, it oh, felt like, "No, what did they do? Oh my yeah. god!" The, well, no, yeah. no, this 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 was Marlon Brando, yeah. hamming it up. He no wasn't, che- he checking. Yeah, he wasn't checking on the safety of any of those. Are, no. are you okay? Or it's it's yeah. holy, Oh my god! Oh, oh, ye fates! <laughs> you know, <laughs> arm, arm and head up like Shawshank after Andy Dufresne well, gets he's out a of the- horrible
1: actor or yes. It's, he, it's, either, a, it's either a, back a back. horrible
2: actor or he's a great douchebag. I don't yeah. know which just yet.
1: Yeah, and, but and he's our douchebag. Uh,
2: yeah, but I swear. <laughs> but if it's the latter, that's where I come into the, my problem with 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 Joe, because Joe should see yeah. right through that crap. To be honest. well, the other
1: thing, I mean, it could be Joe, right? It could be like, Joe. Yeah, I mean, it would be weird, but so yeah, so so Joe shows up. And well, let's uh, put it
2: this way. Joe lost a lot of weight that first time he had that devil mask on.
1: True. Joe says, it looks like you've run out of friends, champ. And then he just laughed and walked away. And uh, I kind of like that nice little line from Joe. But he punked out MJF. So, but, you know, who else it kind of reminded me of? And you mentioned Dusty. Like, this is the kind of thing Dusty would, you know, try to help his friends. And his friends would get beat up. And Dusty shows up too late. Of course. (laughs) Yeah. Um, the only thing he's missing is a hell of a lot of blood. Um, but yeah, nice cliffhanger to end the show, I thought, and I think we're getting somewhere with this. Um I was
2: waiting for that's real glass, Crimea River.
1: Oh god. So <laughs> gun to your head, gun to your head, who's the devil?
2: It's the combination of Brit and Cole.
1: That's what I think. Like, I think it's Brit, but working with Cole. Uh, Yeah. People in the chat, let me know what you think. Just type it. I'll 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 point it out to the people in the audio. Jason points out between MJF not taking the belt back and doing a stare down with White in the backstage segment, MJF looked bad. I could see that. Yeah. Um, But I'm I'm curious what people think. Like, I'm seeing more and more Brit. Like, you know that. And the thing is, we have not seen Brit. Like, and that's that. To me, that's key like yes. we have not seen Brit in a long time no explanation the last time she was i think she was in a match at was it Wembley no she had no, a match Penn right State, after Wembley.
2: i thought yeah
1: oh yeah yeah so it was like shortly after Wembley but it's been yes. at least 2 months yes um and i think that Penn State match it was just like a quick match no follow up yeah, it was like no a 30 nothing. second
2: squash and then they yeah. did something else yeah uh
1: cool my oh so Cole's clueless and Cole will end up siding with his wife and friends and turn back to evil. That's possible. You know, where Brit's doing this behind his back.
2: All right. I that's can interesting. See that. to me. Yeah. No, the people, oh. the people in in black were Rebel, Jamie hater and Brit Baker.
1: <laughs> I like this. I like what Jonathan's saying here. The the one who threw casters through windows sure seemed to be built like Wardlow to me. That, and they're
2: cha- well, that's the interesting thing. That could that be the fourth. Well, see, I think it it's interesting because it's not the same people every time. Mm. At least on screen. Now, once they reveal who's who, it will be. But you remember the four people who attacked Jay White were all very small.
1: One of them was, was clearly Roddy.
2: None of them, yeah, none, yeah, because he was wearing a neck brace too. These three uh,
1: could have been. These three could have been Roddy in but, the kingdom.
2: W- but Wardlow, Wardlow's big, and he would have never yeah. fit in that. But like, if this were, <laughs> if this were Wardlow and uh you know ftr or something like that that one you know yeah but this looked like the kingdom to me to be honest yeah. with you kingdom
1: but, and then you know the fourth could have been cole yeah um, yeah cole could i mean i'm sure he could physically throw somebody through a window you know but if um it, i mean built like wardlow that's not cole um oh yeah i i started your question here matthew so we'll ask this question before we go we're a little over time here so uh and it's oh, a yeah. good question to start with or to finish with um, question for the end of the show. Did they change the show formula in a substantial way to make this improvement, or did they just get lucky with the ingredients this week?
2: I think it's column A and column B. I think they made a conscious effort to say, okay, we need to lay off a little bit of the shtick and we need to lay off of the comedy somewhat. But I think they made I think they kind of repeated a lot of what they did last week in terms of, you know, MJF has to be on throughout this show. And he has to be in that first segment because he's our champ and he's our draw. So I think it's a little bit of A and B. I,
1: I, I kind of, that was my first thought. Um, but I will say probably a little bit more of column a. Um, I think they probably saw last week and saw what they had planned for this week and realized, okay, this, I don't like where we're going. We need to change some things. We need to get back to what, People liked about the show when it first started, you know, match, 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 some good promos, but focusing on the in ring and still progressing our storyline, so you couldn't completely go away from what they did last week. They have some ongoing storylines have to continue with, but I also think that you know the stuff that they did, I mean, it wasn't perfect. We talked about a few things that didn't quite work, but um it also worked, but I also think that the last part here that Matt says, did they just get lucky with the ingredients this week what is the expression um good fortune is where or luck is the
2: luck is where uh opportunity meets um preparation preparation
1: something about preparation yeah like so i think that they put themselves in a better position to have a good show by focusing on what they're good at does that make
2: sense so Yeah, I, but, I th- but I think everybody on this on this uh, dynamite card, in terms of the winners, I think they're all going to be on full gear. So I think they they right. they moved everything forward, including okay, Joe's leaving the ROH TV title to team with Max probably for those yes. ROH tag team titles. Yeah, and I I think Julia Hart's probably going to end up being on this full gear show. I think maybe, I think that's gonna be not. the women's thing. I mean, I do It would be good if think. they
1: had more than one match.
2: Yeah. Oh, um, that's true. They're Well, they yeah. she, zero hour.
1: Yeah. You could do. I mean, I could probably see a tag team match or something or something or Julia against Sky Blue, maybe something like that. But or yeah, Julia the, no, You know what?
2: Though, you know what? I could, It's gonna be a Julian Stat. It's gonna be all Julia. four of these people. Yeah.
1: It could might be Julian Stat, and then you have be. like Sky at ringside, and maybe she costs Statlander the title. Yeah. Like that. Yeah uh but but yeah no i i liked what they did and just more of this like for me like i thinking back you know and i've seen a lot of people especially after last week going back to what how they originally did things and and looking at the shows 3 years ago and looking at them now and it's like a completely different show and this week was more back to what they were and i actually thought collision had a lot of similarities to early dynamites like we said it wasn't a great show or whatever but the opening like the first 40 minutes of collision was chaos, yeah, in a
2: good way. They like they they're... want on collision. They want the they want the nitro, um, yeah, yeah, environment yeah. type of thing. They want yeah. they want you to feel that everything's out of control because everybody's coming out and beating everybody up at the same time. You, you, that they're going really hard on that. To be honest with you,
1: yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, good show. Good show from us. Good show from them. So, uh, Jeff, get your plugs in
2: at crap game 13 as price for flight on here. I can tell you that's where you go to tell me I'm wrong when I'm not. Uh, I do a show on uh, the voices of wrestling podcasting network called shake them ropes this week. We'll see what Chris thought of this uh, and go over anything that's happened in WWE as well. I hope to be here next week. There's a chance I might go and see dynamite live in Ontario. Ooh. Okay. It's a little pricey. But uh, I might, but I'll let you know that. And uh, yeah, and I'm on here. So there well, if
1: Jeff's not here, we'll we'll try to find a suitable replacement. I think in two weeks. In is, two weeks, I a,
2: won't be here. On Jeff will not be here in two yes. weeks.
1: Uh, send me some DMs who you want to see on the show, and I'll see what I can do <laughs> if I can get a replacement for Jeff. Um, for me, if you haven't heard the show I did with Garrett, it should be in your uh, audio feed under uh, uh, what, did, what did he call it? Uh, broken news so you can check that out and as well the show i did with ryan frederick previewing the big ufc show this weekend and i'll be back next week with another new show and i'll be back here next week with jeff or someone else so uh tune in next week and find out who that is uh so for jeff i've been paul and this is been the dynamite show
0: it'll be kevin Ely.